1: and welcome to another episode of 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom. This is Melissa Freidenberg. Hi, it's Melissa Joy too. Today, we're going to talk about things we wish we knew about finances in our 20s. When you think back, Melissa and I are both in our early 40s, right? Is that fair to say? <laughs> 40s? I guess, yeah. <laughs> Halfway. I <don't> know. <laughs> I'm 40 flat, but either way, um, Looking back and now having friends who have kids who are in college or just graduating from college and thinking about their financial behavior and kind of, not that I was in a bad place in my 20s, but I thought it'd be interesting to talk about some of the things I wish someone would have sat me down and talked about when I was just getting out of college that maybe would put me in a better position in my 30s. And um, again, not that I made mistakes, but I think everybody can look back and maybe do things differently. What about you, Melissa?
0: Oh, I definitely think I made mistakes. I just didn't have a lot of confidence with money, even though I was learning about investing at the same time. When I was in my 20s, I there were a lot of basic skills that I could have used. I like that basic skills. And I
1: think that's so true. So both of us pretty much right out of college into the financial industry, but on the investment side, and really specifically learning about investments and that side of the business, nobody really talks about personal finance. I I don't know where people get that other than from their parents.
0: I guess people Google it nowadays. And maybe that information was out there when I was out of school, but it was the tech bubble. And everything was about how to get rich, not, you know, how to pay your bills. (laughs) I feel like I just Mm -hmm. think that um, you may feel like everybody else is in the know and you're not and a lot of that foundational information does hopefully come from your family but not everyone's family communicates effectively about money or has good money habits themselves so i love this topic i think it's great for us to both go back down memory lane but also hopefully Encourage people to find the resources to make good money decisions. Agreed.
1: Looking back, reflecting, I think if I had one regret back in my 20s, would be not saving enough. Like no one really explained to me, like, hey, just because you're making good money doesn't mean you need to spend it all. And I think that's pretty typical uh, for 20 year olds until you settle down. If you have no dependents, to really like that would be a great time to save. If I had created sort of an emergency fund or even a travel fund versus, hey, like, I just got a paycheck. I wonder what's going on on J. Crew, Or you know, like, I wonder if I should get a new pair of jeans today. I, I don't
0: know. Did you do that when you were in your 20s? So I started in an administrative position. My, my annual salary for my first job was, I think, 18000 a year. And so I had student loan payments and rent. And there was not a lot left over month to month. And that's really how I lived through college as well. Where I'd work in the summers, try to save as much as possible. I'd work during school. I sometimes could get some help from my parents, and they were certainly more helpful than many. But, you know, when I was in my 20s, I was on my own, and I didn't really feel like there was a lot of flexibility for extra. So I didn't have that money mentality that could have a short, mid, and long term, I think. And emergency reserves is just like magic. I've been saying that during the pandemic, right? Like people say, I'm I don't get any yield. Maybe I should invest this money. It's like, well, when something goes bump in the night, having cash on hand is just amazing. But I really wasn't, it wasn't till my late twenties probably, or after my first condo purchase that I was able to really have money in the bank. And I didn't have a lot of debt, but I just really subsisted off of what I made.
1: And I think I, mine was more like a roller coaster. When I first graduated, I did not make a lot of money either. Um, I had to pay a lot of money for my commute in the city. And then for my own licensing, uh, I paid for that. And even just parking, I remember, was ridiculous. And I actually would clean houses on the weekend to get extra money. So I, And I, I did that in college as well, because I had to pay for a lot of my own college. So it wasn't that I was being frivolous. But I feel like it was more like that first job that really paid well. So after all that time of waiting tables and cleaning houses and going to school, and then doing that even after graduating college, again, my my parents didn't give me any money after college. So, but then it was like that first job that I kind of felt like, wow, now I'm actually making money, and that that's when I didn't know what to do with it, right? So like when I didn't have it, it was paycheck to paycheck because it had to be, and I, I knew how to hustle to kind of like make ends meet. But once I had extra, I spent it. And it's weird that I went from like one extreme to the other and then back again, like, oh, wow, well, maybe I should put some of this away for a rainy day. But it was kind of, of a little bit of both. And I think, you know, I don't know, maybe there is some some part of you that in your 20s, you should go out and buy the shoes and <laughs> like, well, go out to remind- dinner. And-
0: yeah, you're reminding me of i didn't even think about it when we were preparing for this episode but i did have a second job for most of my 20s i had played soccer competitively in high school when i got out of college i was looking for a way to get soccer back in my life was a soccer coach for travel clubs for most of my 20s and so that was extra money you know it doesn't several thousand dollars or maybe five to seven thousand dollars a year but That's an extra 10% bump that did provide a little bit of luxuries. But I definitely remember you know, friends' weddings that I wasn't able to go to because I didn't have the cash. I wouldn't put it on the card because I don't even think I had a credit card yet. I still had debit cards only, Um, which is maybe one of the other things we should talk about, like how do you responsibly build credit without being hugely in debt? Yes, that is a great topic. So you're saying that you didn't
1: have credit cards right away. That's one of the things I see... Um, when I'm meeting with clients, sometimes they come in and they have even good savings or good retirement savings already, but they have this credit card debt that maybe started in their twenties and they've just been paying it down and not paying it off. And so to not have that sort of uh, ball and chain around your foot when you start, <laughs> you know, looking to buy a home and have a family, that might be uh, a good topic. So I definitely went down that rabbit hole. I put a Couple of things here and there on a credit card, and then instead of paying it off every month, I would just you know pay the minimum, and mm-hmm. it built up, and um, it happens quickly. I mean, at all ages, but I especially think in your twenties, if someone doesn't say, hey, you know, even though that's on sale, you're actually if you put it on a credit card and then pay interest, you're actually paying more than if you were to buy it outright. <laughs> you know,
0: definitely. So I was the opposite. I went through all of college where in the '90s, at least, there were just Credit card offers everywhere, all the time. You could just, you know, walk through the student union and walk away with two or three credit cards. I never got one. I always used debit cards. I really lived off of just cash only, which is, in some ways, a really good habit because it it gave me the ability to make it work right. But in our society nowadays credit cards are, or building credit is an important part of many cases, a safety net in case something goes wrong, especially when you don't have that emergency reserves, as well as, um, you know, many different parts of your financial life have a credit component, whether it's an insurance decision or um, your ability to qualify for a mortgage or a loan, they're going to want to look at your credit history. So I really had to like play catch up in my mid to late 20s um, because I didn't have that history and I also had to learn how to deal with credit cards. My way to do it, at least initially, was to be very careful about them. I didn't use them much at all. It's changed over time. So that now I pay credit cards off every month, but I do use them for points or miles. And uh, many of my major purchases or my everyday purchases are are via credit. So it just depends. But I think you know, having a conversation about what is your philosophy? Not just, I ended up with this. I went to every every store I go to, I open a card because they're totally willing to
1: offer that. I think it's so easy to fall into that, especially when you have, when you don't know how really credit works. But so I think what you're saying is, you know, have a credit card to build that credit because that, that available credit to you, and you're not going to have a ton available to you right off the bat when you graduate from college, especially if you um, don't have a, a history of making an income. But as you build that, do use your credit, but pay it off. Don't carry a balance.
0: Yeah. Really. I had, so if you, you are in the situation you described where you've built up credit card debt in your twenties, that's not unusual at all, but I would suggest that you may need to take kind of a break from the credit card. So I'm not saying just switched over. Oh, just magically come up with the money and pay it off. Um, you probably need a little bit of a detox. But then if you, then if you can um, responsibly manage things, then, you know, evaluate whether you have the right credit card. You probably, we we can have another episode on maintaining your credit, but you may not want to shut that one down, but find the right one and then hopefully expand your credit limit over time because that's a point of analysis. When you're qualifying for things, as your income hopefully grows and um, your overall balance sheet grows, you should be able to kind of expand it from an initial you can, you know, have a credit limit of a thousand dollars to someday ten thousand or more. And then don't use that, um, but you know, know that it's there just in case, and also know that it's helping, you know, kind of your financial identity in the eyes of other institutions. That's great advice.
1: Now, as I mentioned, when I first graduated, I did not make a ton of money and I had secondary jobs, but pretty early on in my career, I accepted a job that, that paid very well. And obviously it worked out along the way, getting to my career that I wanted. But as far as career advice, I feel in your twenties, oftentimes I think people do make career choices based on that initial salary level. I don't know if they think about what they want. Does Do any 20 year olds know what they want to do? Like when you graduated, were you like, this is what I want to do? Or how did you go that?
0: I had no idea. And I really like, it took me probably five years of working in what I consider to be a job. The beginning of me becoming the financial planner I am today, I worked in financial planning firms, but more administrative roles. I never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up, even though I thought I did. I, I thought I wanted to be an attorney for most of my high school and some of college. So I think in the tortoise and the hare story, I was a tortoise where I, I went to work every day to pay the bills and uh, work got more meaningful and, um, and satisfying over time, I think that's a function too of you know, increasing autonomy at work and increasingly meaningful work. So my story of, you know, kind of the evolution of my career, it was a nine to five job that turned into a career that I love. But a lot of I, I talk to a lot of people. And, you know, a lot of times your first job, or your first couple jobs are not that satisfactory, you know, you're, you have less benefits, less time off, less pay, but it's, it may be a, a building block to what you really want to do. And there may be some time that you put in, you know, evaluating your career and managing it, maintaining it, elevating it is, is a critical financial tool because your human capital, your ability to earn money in your twenties is so important.
1: Yeah. And I think what, it sounds like what you're saying is, you know, kind of a balance of both. Like you need to earn money, obviously, but to really, you know, think about what you want to do long-term and maybe take a job that is more in that career path or direction, even if the pay isn't as much as say another job opportunity, but to really lead you to something that you're going to love as far as a long-term career and learn from that and build your resume.
0: The other thing that comes to mind is I'm a huge fan of higher education, you know, master's, secondary degrees as well. But if you just, are kind of delaying the inevitable and, you know, continuing your education because you don't like the job prospects, make sure that what you're kind of going for doesn't put you in more debt than you'll be able to dig yourself out of. So I, when I was in my thirties and there were, you know, friends and peers who had gone to school for a long time, maybe a couple masters or doing doctoral work. And then it's like, I don't like working in academic institutions or on to the next thing. At some point you need some traction and you just got to kind of get started putting one foot in front of the other. So that's another consideration is, you know, where are you at? If you're delaying work, how much debt is involved? We work with more and more people with more and more student loans. So that's certainly a consideration, you know, just test the waters along the way. If you're like going to go to school for eight years or 10 years for something, Make sure you like it along the way. That's great advice.
1: You know, kind of along those same lines is if you think that something might be what you want to do down the road, start following that career path, but it's also okay to not know.
0: There's such a spectrum of jobs and you aren't exposed to every job that's out there. So a lot of people fall into a smaller group of this is what I want to do and it's what they've seen on TV or what they see in their families. So yeah, keep your mind, keep an open mind, you know, keep your financial condition In shape, even as you're figuring things out, you got to kind of learn on the job a little bit when it comes to money.
1: Yeah. Now, this is great advice. I think this will be really helpful, especially um, for those listeners maybe who have kids that are graduating soon and, and need to hear this. Maybe you can share that with them. As we wrap it up here, let's talk a little bit about kind of the evolution of the money mindset in your
0: 20s. Well, I was just thinking about how unsophisticated I was when it came to money my 20s, even though you could give me a research project on an investment and I felt confident I could go into a room and present or ask questions and meet with a portfolio manager. Some of the very basic things just no one had ever taught me. So like, how do you get auto insurance or renter's insurance or how to establish credit looking back and and seeing where I'm at today and I'm feeling very comfortable helping other people make those decisions, but maybe it's because I've been there and um, the not knowing and kind of learning on the job. I would think I was really intimidated because my primary household was my mom's where she was a little less sophisticated with money. Um, hadn't made her financial decisions until she was divorced in her late thirties. And so felt like a perfectionist that didn't know a way to be perfect, getting more realistic acknowledging that you have fears or or concerns about money because everyone does. That's just the way it is. That's what you and I know, Melissa, having worked with people and just giving yourself credit when you do a good job and then asking for help or working on the things that you want to do a better job on. That's what I, I would tell people, money can be really approachable. You just have to be realistic about it.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. And I do think, you know, as far as that money mindset and how it changes, um, that's one of the biggest things. I thought I knew everything. you know. I, mean, I graduated with honors in economics. I know everything about money, right? I mean, but you don't. And it's okay to admit that you don't and seek help or seek knowledge. I think that's the number one thing is that openness in your money mindset of like, maybe I don't know everything about money and I should learn about it before I make any mistakes, right? So just if, if you are in your 20s and you're listening to this podcast, you are taking a step in the right direction to better yourself
0: and I think we all feel invincible in our 20s. that we look back in our 40s and we're like,
1: oh, we didn't know what
0: <laughs> what we were doing, right? Totally. I, you're not defined um, by any decade of your life. It's, it's your life over time. I mean, that's why we love doing this podcast and our blogs and webinars is we take very specific topics and we break them down in conversational tone. So if you are willing to listen to this episode, check out some others. We have a lot of foundational information about how to think about things.
1: Yeah, I think in the show notes, we'll put a link to our other podcasts, such as School Loans. Uh, that would be a topic probably for someone in their 20s, even to our 52 Pearls calendar, because that would give little tidbits to for our listeners to kind of learn along the way and think of different
0: things that they may not be aware of throughout the year.
1: So I'll put those links in the show notes as
0: well. Well, I think that you suggested this topic and I love it. So um, thanks for the suggestion. I'm probably going to be thinking about a part two about the other things I've already forgotten I didn't know. (laughs) But um, it was fun to chat with you. And we knew each other in our 20s.
1: We did. But I thought you had it all together. I didn't realize that you
0: didn't know everything then because I always thought you (laughs) were
1: the smartest (laughs) 20 something I knew.
0: That's a good reminder, right? Like everybody thinks, uh, well, not everybody, but you all know your friends who a lot of people put on their best front and on the outside looking in have everything down and they probably know something about one area, but it's what you see from the outside looking in isn't always the same as the way things are inside out.
1: I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you, Melissa. And I hope you can catch more of our episodes on 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. For more information, visit pearlplan.com or our Facebook page, Pearl Planning Wealth.